Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Want to know who is ready to get it together? Like, Who is ready to just regroup and reset? I have talked to so many people in the last couple weeks. I've been doing calls with folks in my spring 12 weeks to transformation and uh, my veteran clients. And so many people have said, I just got to get it together. You know, this quarantine and the changes in life and what's an option and what's not an option. It's just thrown a lot of people for a loop. And I kept writing the words I was hearing as I was having these conversations. And I heard regroup a hundred times, reset, get it together, all of those things. And um, later in the week, I was having a meeting with Susie. Susie is Primal COO. And uh, we had to make a decision about the summer 12 weeks to transformation. And Susie said to me, you know, what are you thinking? Are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? And I was like, oh, 1000%. We are doing it because I see this as a really great opportunity. This is kind of one of those difference maker times because for a lot of people, and everybody's situation is different, for a lot of people, the next few months are going to be kind of in between months, right? Some things are more open, some things aren't. If you've got kids, they're home for the summer. And this is the real time that makes the difference. This is a unique opportunity to create a new rhythm, to create some new patterns. And I know a lot of folks felt like they were making great progress and things got shaken up a little bit in the last couple months, but we have such a great opportunity right now to get it together. This is such a great opportunity to get it together. And for today's episode, what I thought I would do is tap into chasing cupcakes because uh, I actually was going through it myself for some tools. You guys know this is, uh, I'm recording this in real time. Um, And this is a tough, no, this is an unbearable season of life for me. And I was kind of flipping through chasing cupcakes for some tools and some perspectives and some questions to ask myself. And when I got to chapter 15, which is called Navigate the Darkness, With my own situation and the conversations I've been having with so many people who just want to get it together, I wanted to share this chapter with you guys today and then invite you to get it together, you know, to regroup, to reset, to create some new patterns, to maybe kick to the curb, some patterns that are not serving you. But this is a really great time. And I just want to say that I am here doing it with you. I want to help you. I want to help you feel like you're getting it together, you know? The chapter, and again, this is from Chasing Cupcakes, uh, it starts with a quote that says, if you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become quite difficult. 
If you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become quite difficult. Uh, yeah. Have you ever had one of those times where you were like totally crushing it? You were in the flow. Maybe you were working out really regularly or you were meditating consistently and then something threw you off and it felt really tough to get back into the rhythm. But when you had been in the rhythm, it was starting to feel easy and now getting back into that feels tough. I know I have felt that in so many areas of my life. I felt that with fitness where when I'm going to the gym regularly, it feels good. It feels great. It even feels easy. There's not that negotiation of should I, shouldn't I, I don't want to. It's just a great cycle where it feels easy. And then I get out of it and it feels so tough to get back to that easy place. And I felt that way with food. When I've had great consistency and something's happened where, oh, not so consistent. Now getting back to that consistent place feels really tough. If you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become quite difficult. And I want to help all of us, myself included, not only get back to that spirit of repetition, but the repetition that serves us and our goals and where we want to go. So the chapter says, if your goal is to create lasting change in your life, you must use the dark and difficult moments to practice consistency. Don't resent these moments. They are not here to give you an excuse to run from progress. The hard moments are an essential part of your process. Hard moments, hard days, and even hard years are part of the human experience. You cannot avoid them. You can decide to abandon your goals and self-care during these times, and you can contribute or you can continue to let your circumstances determine your choices, or you can practice being someone who remains in control of your choices regardless of your external circumstances. You can merely survive the dark moments. You can submit to them and let them run your life, or you can choose to thrive in the midst of them. Will you be someone who does what is right or someone who does what is easy? Will you be someone who makes yourself a victim of your circumstances? Or will you choose to be victorious despite them? It's easy to convince yourself that there isn't time or there isn't energy for your goals when you're going through something challenging. You can convince yourself that you simply can't take great care of yourself when life is hard, but you can. Hello, is this speaking to anybody other than me right now? Like, I got two hands in the air, right? You can convince yourself that you can't, that it's too hard, that it's too much, that it's too chaotic, but you can. All right, it continues, and this is on um, page 320 of Chasing Cupcakes. It says, I have a lot of experience letting emotion, loss, fatigue, and stress be the reasons I didn't take care of myself. I convinced myself that it was too hard. The real truth is that not taking care of myself made the hard times harder. On the flip side, maintaining consistency and making great choices no matter what is happening in my life makes the hard times easier. There have been no exceptions to this rule. Now, I wrote this, oh gosh, uh, almost two years ago now. And I never imagined that I would go through what I'm going through now having lost my first and only child. But it's still true. It's still true that I can take great care of myself and that not taking great care of myself right now actually makes it harder. It continues, these days when I'm super stressed 
or life feels out of control, I remind myself this is when it matters most. This is when my choices need to be the very best, not the very worst. While this might sound reasonable in theory, what you choose in practice is what matters most. You have to take this from idea to execution. How can you convince yourself to endure those moments when you simply want to quit and can make a solid case for easing off or giving up? Some of the most helpful advice I've ever heard on this topic came from Olympic gymnast Nastia Lukin. Nastia's gymnastics career began when she was just three years old. By the time she was in grade school, she was already a full-time athlete. As if that's not challenging enough, her own father was her coach. The demands of her training were often overwhelming, and many days she would cry to her mother that she wanted to quit. She didn't want to be a gymnast anymore. Her mother's response was both brilliant and instructive. You can absolutely quit, she'd say. You don't have to do this but you can't quit on a bad day. Wait until you have a good day, then you can quit. Inevitably, Nastia would come home energized and excited after nailing a new skill or having a great training day, and her mom would ask, so, do you still want to quit? And on a good day, the answer was always no. In your own life, never quit on a bad day. Never give up because you're frustrated tired or stressed. And guys, right? Those are the times we want to. Those are the times we really want to stop trying. Never quit on a bad day. Never give up because of emotion. Never give up because you aren't seeing progress. Never. And then it refers back to some Jocko Willink advice from earlier in the book. Emotion doesn't get a vote. Frustration doesn't get a vote. Temptation doesn't get a vote. Having struggled with my weight for my entire life, I was a chronic quitter. One of the primary reasons change felt so hard was that I always entertained quitting as an option. I had a well-worn path of giving up as soon as things got hard. For most of my life, no diet survived a terrible day or an emotional overload. Unlike Nastia, I quit when it felt too hard. I used food to self-medicate and distract myself from every negative emotion. Every hard moment or unexpected event was a reason to throw in the towel on personal responsibility and self-discipline. I convinced myself that I was too emotional to make a great choice or that overeating would make me feel better. But feeling less is not the same as feeling better. It never worked. It was the easy choice and my most familiar practiced response I wasn't solving problems by turning to food. I was creating new ones. Overeating in response to stress or sadness meant that I was not only sad or stressed, but also disappointed in myself. Thanks to Nastia Lukin's mother and her approach, I now see it differently. I can absolutely quit, and so can you, but only on a good day. Refuse to give in or give up on a bad day. Remind yourself that on those bad days, your emotional filter is clouding your vision. Wait it out and hang in there until you have a good day. Better yet, create a great day and revisit the decision then. Don't deviate from your commitments on a bad day. Don't let a bad moment erase your good intentions. That's the rule. I wrote in this chapter, a few weeks ago I was craving pancakes. I can't tell you the last time I had pancakes, but for some reason they suddenly sounded like the very best food on the planet. 
After a few days of continuously thinking about how delicious they would be, I decided that I would in fact enjoy a big plate of pancakes the following Saturday. But, I told myself, in the meantime, I had to create great days. Yes, I could savor those pancakes the following weekend, but between now and then I had to make my food choices winning choices that made me feel proud. Throughout the week, I built momentum. I made great choice after great choice, and I was feeling really good. Saturday morning came, and I went to the gym first thing. As I was leaving, having had a great workout and a solid week of awesome choices, I thought, I don't even want those pancakes. It feels good to feel this good, and the pancakes just aren't worth it right now. It wasn't that I no longer desired pancakes or thought they were yummy. I just wanted to feel incredible more than I wanted to taste pancakes. Create some space between you and your urge to indulge or give up. You aren't telling yourself no. You're just making sure you decide from a brighter state of mind. Use your great choices to make yourself feel better, even if you're already feeling good. Then make the decision when you feel amazing. How good would it feel to know that you're not at the mercy of your low mood states? And I'm not reading from the book anymore now. I'm just kind of reflecting on this because it's, I mean, these are tools, guys, tools for us to use and I think we've all had those moments where we're like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I really don't even care if I gain 10 pounds or if I can't run next week or if I can't pay that bill or if I don't get out of debt. You know, we just immediately check out because the emotional tide is high. The emotional tide is high. The emotional filter is strong. And we're not saying never skip a workout. We're not saying you can never buy the pair of shoes when it's not in the budget or you can never enjoy the cupcake. What this is all about is making the decision from a brighter state of mind. Because there will be a brighter state of mind. You can create it, right? You can either wait it out until the emotional tide turns or you can create it just like I created it through a series of great choices. It doesn't mean that all of your problems are gone, but don't make these decisions that are related to your goals, these decisions that are related to your health or to your relationships, when the emotional tide is high. Just wait it out. What a discipline that would make such a difference. I've really been working on this in my relationship with Chris because this dark, hard season of grief is tough to navigate in a house with somebody, in a house where we anticipated having our baby girl right now, um, in a house where we, you know, where we brought her home and where we had so many amazing moments with her. And it's easy to be short-tempered and justify it, right? It would be, it is so easy to justify being cold, being distant, being disconnected, being short-tempered because, hey, we're grieving, Because, hey, this is hard. But I'm practicing just letting the emotional tide turn. Because even early in grief, and I still am very early in this, there are peaks, right? But you're not always at a peak. Just like there are peaks of temptation. And even when you're not at a peak, you might still be like, yeah, cookies are great. But you're not in that moment of like, oh, I really want to have this and I don't care. Consequences be damned. 
just let the peak pass. Whether it's peak tension in a conversation, peak temptation before a decision, peak anger, the tide will turn. It won't always be as intense. So just let it settle. Let it settle. I continue uh, on page 324 of Chasing Cupcakes. I said, one of my clients shared with me that she and her husband have a household rule. They don't drink alcohol when they are sad. They do drink and they love to enjoy cocktails together, but it's not something they will turn to in a negative emotional state. They don't drink after a bad day at work, a financial setback, or a loss in their family. I started practicing a similar rule a couple years ago. I don't indulge alone. If I'm going to, wow, there's my tongue. If I'm going to indulge in alcohol or food, I just don't do it alone. I don't eat in my car. I don't eat a pint of ice cream alone on the couch. I won't stock up on cookies and chips at the grocery store and binge by myself watching Netflix. I've been there. I've done that. I have a lot of experience. I just don't do it now. As someone who used to sneak food and overindulge when no one was looking, this has been a huge area of growth for me. Pleasure shared is pleasure multiplied. If I want something, I refuse to hide it. These are all variations of that powerful idea, refuse to quit on a bad day. I'm not suggesting either of those are the right approaches for you, but I do think not quitting on a bad day is one we can all grow from. I want to help you shift your perspective about the hard moments you will face so they don't continue to fuel excuses and inconsistency. It's often most tempting to overeat, overspend, or drink too much when life feels hard. However, those behaviors are not solutions. They are distractions. More often than not, they not only fail to make the situation better, they actually make it worse. Instead of just being stressed or overwhelmed, you create a situation where the negativity is now compounded with frustration, fatigue, disappointment, shame, or lethargy. In addition to feeling bad about your circumstances, you now also feel bad about your choices maybe for some of us, even feel badly about ourselves. At the highest level, you always have the power to make the hard times worse or to make them better. Turning away from self-care makes it worse. Making excuses and throwing in the towel erodes your energy and your confidence, plus it darkens your mood. I write after this about one of the darker times in my life when I separated from my former husband and It's funny because when I look back on this and I reread the rest of this chapter, I thought that was so hard and I thought that was a low moment. And it was, right? For that time, it was. And then I get here and I'm like, I would take five million of those to not have to go through where we are now. But, you know, you don't know that then. The crazy thing about that and the reason I say that is because the tools are still the same, right? So it doesn't matter if we're talking about a bad day at work or stress over having the kids home or we're talking about the loss of someone you love dearly or facing a diagnosis that is scary. The tools are still the same. The perspectives are still the same. I'm not going to finish the entire chapter, but I want to kind of go back to where we started. Are you ready to get it together? Are you ready to get it together? I posted on Instagram not that long ago. If you're not connected with me there, I'd love to connect with you there. You can find me at Elizabeth Benton. I posted the first rule of holes. The first rule of holes is stop digging. Where have you been digging a hole? What are those behaviors for you? 
Is it too much TV, too much Netflix, too much Hulu, too much food, too much shopping online, too much arguing, too much gossiping? The first rule of holes is stop digging. Oftentimes we get stuck because we don't know the perfect solution. We don't know how to get out of a situation, but we can just stop making it worse. You don't have to know the path forward for the solution, but you can just stop doing damage. You know, you don't have to know all the things to eat for your goals and how long it's going to take and if it's going to work to stop overeating, right? Or stop going for the ice cream at 1030 at night or whatever it is for you. The first rule of holes is stop digging. So you've probably heard me talk a lot about the 12 weeks to transformation. And I just want to share with you from my heart that the objective over our 12 weeks together is to dramatically improve the way you think so that every choice you make gets easier, so that it's no longer you against your excuses. And it's a matter of white knuckle willpower and discipline because all of those things come and go. But what becomes permanent is you becoming a better thinker, you thinking about situations differently. And we do that in a lot of different ways, right? Number one, there's not some like plan you have to follow. We have one single challenge every week. So there is only one thing to focus on every single week. And then there's a message every day to reinforce the challenge of that week. We send you a physical identity journal in the mail. We have weekly coaching calls so that anything that you're struggling with, any questions that you have, anything you need support or help with, we will tackle then. We can also tackle it in our private Facebook group. But I just want to invite everybody, even if you're like, nope, no 12 weeks to transformation for me, that's fine. Still, get it together. This time represents an incredible opportunity, kind of an in-between time where we're, we're used to the quarantine life, like it or not. We're also very ready for things to open up and we're in this in-between time. So the, the shock and the novelty of life in quarantine and wearing masks and all of that stuff has kind of settled in. Let's start to create patterns that serve us. Let's stop thinking that it has to be this big sacrifice and we're fighting against ourselves and it has to be hard work. I always say that white knuckles are red flags. If you feel like you're white knuckling it, something's wrong with your approach and it's not sustainable. It feels amazing to feel amazing. This is not some sacrifice path, right? Whether we're talking about getting out of debt or building a business or losing weight or improving your relationships or all of the above, yes, please sign me up. There's a lot of joy in the journey, and if you're not feeling that, you're not doing it right. If you've got questions about it, you can email me, but it might be easier if you want to, especially if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can just text me any questions that you have, 336-203-5320. I'm serious. It's actually me. People are like, is this really Elizabeth? I wouldn't say that it was if it wasn't. It's really me. 336, I respond to all the messages. 336-203-5320. Or you can message me on Instagram, DM me. I'm in the DMs every single day. Um, but let's get it together, you know? Let's regroup. 
Let's reset. This is a good time to do it. This is a great time to do it as far as I'm concerned. This is a great time to do it. And it's one of those things that truly is when you make yourself a better thinker, it is an investment because it pays you back. You will see this return in your relationships. You will see this return in your career. You will see this return in your finances, with your health, in every aspect of your life. All right. So you can learn more about the 12 weeks. We're opening up registration in just like two weeks because we start in mid-June. Um, so we're starting registration very, very soon. And we have special discounts and bonuses that are only available if you are on the wait list. So you can get on the wait list by going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform primalpotential.com forward slash transform, or text me if you've got any questions. I am happy to help and I will talk to you soon. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.